0: The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.
1: One Life Radio is brought to you by our sponsors. Great companies like Sun Warrior, the pioneers of plant-based protein. From the sun to the plant to you. Go to sunwarrior.com to learn more about all the products and use the code OLR for 20% off your order. Enviromedica, makers of TerraFlora, a novel broad spectrum symbiotic combining spore form probiotics and advanced food-based ancient prebiotics. Find TerraFlora and the full line of products at enviromedica.com. Castor and Pollux, the new standard in pet food, the only complete line of USDA organically certified pet food. Crazy Water, infused by mother nature, not some random factory. Paleo Magazine, now all digital. Go to paleomagazine.com to subscribe the well-being journal veg world magazine the international society of sports nutrition and thorn research visit our dispensary at oneliferadio.com for 20 percent off and free shipping you can find more information on all of our sponsors including links to listener discounts on the oneliferadio.com sponsor page thank you for listening to one life radio
0: is Bernadette with Ronaldo Davis broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. How's everybody doing today? I'm going to just bring you right into the mix, Sean Wells. Uh, and Ronaldo, how are you both doing? How's everybody doing? Uh,
2: doing good. I'm doing wonderfully.
0: I think I said that three times. <laughs> I think I've had too much coffee this morning, Sean, and I think my adrenals are starting to collapse a little bit. I just was reading that too right before we went live that um, you should really watch your uh, coffee consumption if you um, think that it might be affecting your adrenal glands. What do you say to that?
2: Oh, de- definitely 100%. Um, some people don't metabolize caffeine that well. Um, you can get some genetic testing to, to look at that, but For some people, either one, they don't deal with caffeine well, or two, they're having way too much of it. Um, And especially late in the day, like they've definitely established that like afternoon on, that it can definitely have an impact on your sleep quality and quantity.
0: You naturally get adrenaline when you go live, um, and I think you perform at any level, no matter what. It, whether it's a football game or you know an opera, whatever, uh, radio, or just you know you've you've spoken on so many stages. Um, yourself, Sean. And, and of course, Ronaldo. you've been on radio for years, but um, you know, it's always great to do the show and it's always great to do the show with Sean Wells. Uh, let me introduce you officially to him. If you, you're just now listening for the first time, Sean Wells is a master of public health. He's a licensed dietitian, registered dietitian, certified sports nutritionist from the International Society of Sports Nutrition. He's also a fellow of the International Society of Sports Nutrition. And Sean Wells is the world's leading nutritional bio. Chemist and expert on health optimization, he has formulated over 500 supplements and patented 10 novel ingredients. Formerly a chief clinical dietitian with over a decade of clinical experience, he has counseled thousands of people on natural health solutions such as keto, paleo, fasting, and supplements. Uh, And so, it's so great to have you on the show with us, Sean. And um, you know, you you are you know you're a world-renowned thought leader on mitochondrial health as well. You've spoken on five different continents, and, uh, and it's great to have you on the show. It really is. So, and today we're talking about sugar. Something as simple as sugar, but it's a very complex subject, is it not? Oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, let's talk about it. So, you know, sugar, yeah. it's, it's in everything we eat. It's in everything we drink. Can you break down how much sugar we're actually consuming on a daily basis?
2: 160 pounds a year like a full human body's worth of sugar, and that's just on average. I mean, that's not Mm -hmm. even a a high-sugar consumer. And and with kids, it seems to be worse than adults. So a lot of these products are aimed at children that are high-sugar to get them addicted, like, early, and then that leads to behavioral issues and growth issues and certainly diabetes and, and all kinds of problems.
0: Well, yeah. And I mean, this, this, we say it's a simple topic, but it is far from simple. It really is, especially when you start considering uh, you know diabetes and how it's affected by it, all the sugar substitutes um, that are created by companies like Monsanto, who created Aspartame, one of my least favorite and most hated substances on the planet. There's so many problems with it. It should have never been, uh, in my opinion, approved by the FDA. What do you say about that, Sean? Do you think it should have ever been approved by the FDA?
2: Uh, Nutrisweet Aspartame, is, is that the one you're talking about? aspartame. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. Um, It's definitely an issue. Um, Like people, people have shown that uh, studies have shown that with the brain in particular, that it can excite neurotransmitters and cause brain issues. And then certainly, of course, we've established the whole gut microbiome Potential higher risks of cancer, Uh, so yes, I I agree.
0: It's carcinogenic too, isn't it? Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And yet, it's in so many things. It really, really is. And we're gonna we're gonna delve uh, more into that as we go through the show here. But um, you know, why why do we consume so much sugar, Sean? What do you think is at the very root of it? Why is it so prevalent in our food?
2: It's super addictive. Uh, we want it like, and, and we, we know it's not good for us But at the same time when we're at the register, uh, and you see all these sugar products, whether you're at the grocery store or you're at the convenience store or wherever you'll see all the sugar drinks, all those candies, all those things, because they're impulsive Mm -hmm. and it drives our brain and, and. It's been shown to be similar to cocaine in terms of how our brain reacts to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are absolutely addicted to sugar, and we need it. Like When we're feeling low in energy, when we're feeling depressed, uh, your body just physiologically feels compelled to have it, literally like an addiction like heroin or cocaine or, or something like that. And that's well, why it, it, it's so powerful when we get our children uh, addicted to it.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, we think, that, the, and I mean, that's the ultimate tree. Oh, let's make cookies or cakes or have ice cream or a popsicle or a sucker. And, you, and, and, and it's given out to children everywhere. So the addiction begins at a very early age. But it is so unhealthy. But I do think um, that, that you can reverse it, if you will, by just uh, by, uh, by exposure, uh, by limiting the exposure that you yourself have or your children. A hundred
2: percent. And, you know, another thing I, I love that um, with a dietician mentor of mine, when he was with his kids, if his kids said that they wanted a cookie, he'd, he'd say, well, have you exercised today? And, you know, he'd have them run around for a couple hours outside and, and play like just to earn the, the cookie or something like if they were to have some kind of treat
1: mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm.
2: that they you know, kind of connect it with exercise. Like if I exercise, then I can earn this. And at least like that's happening. But a lot of kids are, you know, sedentary or playing video games, watching TV. And then on top of it are eating all these sugar products, these high glycemic foods, like having the Kool-Aid, the the Coca-Cola, the sugar cereals, the fruit by the foot that's like whatever, not even fruit, but you know, it's like just corn syrup and, and bits of fruit and just you look at all these products, if you watch the commercials on any children's program, like cartoons or or any Disney programs or whatever, like it's all sugar products.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And we're going to go through every single one of them, everything, every substitute, every uh, every type of sugar out there, whether it be dates or honey, agave, saccharin, you name it. We're going to go through it with Sean Wells and we're going to pick his incredible grain, uh, brain, not grain. That's like a Freudian slip, right? (laughs) Because so many grains are are related to sugar, too. You get that's why carbohydrates are so addictive something you're an incredible specialist about as well. But we're going to talk all about it with Sean Wells, everyone. Stay tuned. More coming up. You're listening to One Life Radio. all the echoing in it. Oh my gosh, everybody. Welcome back to One Life Radio. It is crazy Tuesday here today. Uh, This is Bernadette with Ronaldo Davis and Sean Wells is with us for the whole hour. What a treat this is going to be. We're talking about sugar. And if you're just now joining us, Sean Wells is a master of public health, a licensed dietitian, registered dietitian, certified sports nutritionist from the International Society of Sports Nutrition, as well as a fellow of the International Society of Sports Nutrition. And Sean Wells is the world's leading nutritional biochemist and expert on health optimization. It's always great to have him on the show. This article that I read in the Epic Times Sean about some of the best and worst anti-aging substances and on that list was artificial sweeteners. It said that researchers have found that an intake of artificial sweeteners such as aspartame or sucralose is associated with a higher risk of weight gain and may contribute to the risk of developing diabetes. What do you say to that as a scientist?
2: Yeah, that's where the research has been going is that uh, they're showing that it affects the gut microbiome greatly. And it may even start like at the taste of sweetness, like a psychosomatic uh, connection that you're, you're ramping up insulin and a number of enzymes that are involved in fat storage, um, insulin resistance changing the gut microbiome, like at the second you taste like these intense sweeteners, these sweeteners mm-hmm. are actually like several hundred times sweeter than sugar. And and they actually have to be combined with, like, if you look at the ingredients, they're often combined with like erythritol or maltodextrin or something so that they can be bulked up and like be similar to sugar in a packet. Mm-hmm. But they're so strong that they're many hundreds of times sweeter. So um, right. when your body tastes them, uh, I, I think right away it starts ramping up thinking that it's sugar, but it's actually more powerful in some ways. So, uh, and then well, that's not even to get into whether these chemicals themselves are healthy or not, but sometimes I think it's because it's mimicking sugar's taste and impact that we're getting into those situations and then it doesn't even provide the sugar and your body, uh, like goes into uh, a state of having, uh, low blood sugar, hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. So then you end up feeling low and having to consume more and more and more. I know when I, uh, use artificial sweeteners, I actually do get more hungry and I want to consume more foods. So I overconsume.
0: Really? Which ones are the worst do you think? Or do you want to just go through the list? You want to start going through the list of, uh, you know, and just get your thoughts on these sugar substitutes? Sure. Okay. All right. Well, let's start with honey because I just put some honey in my coffee uh, or not my coffee, my tea. I'm having chamomile tea instead of caffeine from coffee because I don't want the adrenaline response. But organic amber honey, unfiltered uh, Mahava, is, Mahava is the brand. It's uh, not that the brand matters, but clean and simple. But the, the thing is unfiltered. Is unfiltered mm-hmm. honey better than regular honey? And should we be consuming so much honey in the first place, honey? <laughs> <laughs> Well not
2: not a not a ton of honey, um, but I do think that, that there is a lot of health benefits that are present in things that are natural like that that you know, like honey has um the royal jelly and and different amino acids and vitamins and um things that are immune system promoting and we found that honey also helps with allergies and so I think honey, when used in kind of that raw state, and it's not just um, the fructose, um, and when it's when it's used not liberally, but you know, kind of more conservatively, then I think it's healthy, and just like mm-hmm. just like molasses or some other things like that that are that are more natural in their more raw state.
0: Well, what did you, you said royal jelly. Now, I've heard that term many, many times, and I have kind of forgotten what it meant. Is it like the, the premium of honey? Is it like the, the special select, um, you know, nectar or something? What is exactly royal jelly, and should we be consuming that instead of honey? And left of it sounds expensive,
1: royal
2: jelly. It, it is expensive. Uh, it's <laughs> actually like kind of the the stuff that's meant just for the queen. Um, oh, okay. And it's like super nutrient-dense. Um So it's kind of purported to have like maybe additional health benefits above and beyond like, uh, honey and the honeycomb. Um, but yeah, that's, it's worth trying as a supplement and see what you think.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, understanding carbohydrates is is really at the root of understanding how to master diabetes, is it not? And sugar being like the number one carbohydrate, as you said, 160 pounds worth of it a year annually, typically the average American consumes. That's an insane amount of sugar. And that's really connected to all the diabetes, isn't it, here in America, especially?
2: It's it's massive. It's a massive contributor. And, you know, some people say that... um, you know, if it fits your macros, like it doesn't matter, like a carb is a carb. And some people talk about, um, a calorie is a calorie and that kind of stuff is just crazy to me because like when you get back to, like I was saying, the impact of sugar on your insulin and wearing down your receptors, especially when we're not exercising enough. And then, the addictive nature of the sugar, you cannot deny this. Like this is literally explain to me why all these products are by the register. It is, mm-hmm. and they're not just in the aisles somewhere. Like they yeah. are addictive. They're impulse buys that you're, you know, when you're there and you see this colorful package and you know that it's going to be an instant hit. Oh yeah. Uh, You know when you have that Reese's peanut butter cup, or you have even like the diet sodas. You know whatever. Like it's, it's the sweetness you crave, and it's got acid and bubbles and color, and it's it's addictive. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, earlier in the show, I said something about grains, a little Freudian slipped there and said, no, you know, it's not Freudian at all. It's actually connected. Grains and sugar are really connected. And diabetic, a lot of doctors would say that, including yourself, even though you're not a medical doctor, you are a scientist. And especially when it comes to the ketogenic diet, that diabetic patients should avoid anything made from grains. That's true, isn't it?
2: The grains are like a huge problem. Uh, they're just this over-processed uh food that are often GMO, that have very little nutritive value, that often have tons of glyphosate, uh, also known as Roundup from your company, Monsanto. But you mm-hmm. think of things like corn, rice, um, uh, soy, you know, like definitely when consumed in, in high volume like we do, like that's replaced a lot of our kind of uh, vegetables and more complex foods, that these starches are just simply like sugar to us. And and we're just Mm -hmm. simply not exercising enough. And we're definitely over consuming them for sure.
0: We are. And we're getting duped. Getting duped. I'm looking on the list uh, after honey is agave. Everybody has been has been brainwashed basically to believe, oh, agave is better than sugar. It's 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 harmless. I'm going to get this because it's it's healthier because it's got agave. Uh, let's talk about agave. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, it's similar to to honey, like you're saying, but like most of the agave, just like most of the honey on the market, isn't like what you got. Like, isn't the raw stuff? Isn't the unfiltered? <clears throat> It's, it's this stuff that's highly filtered that might as well be sugar, that might as well be high fructose corn syrup. I mean, it's just, you know, it started naturally, but it gets processed to such a degree that it becomes highly unnatural and highly unhealthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree 100%. What about, um, you're seeing all these uh, new products with dates, like liquid dates. What, 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 are, what do you think of those? they're new to the
2: market. It's the same thing. Like it's, or, you know, the, the coconut sugar or whatever. I mean, it's cool that it's coming from coconuts. And if you're eating a coconut, great. Or if you're having like, uh, you know, honeycomb or some cactus with a cave, you know, that's cool. But, you know, and, or if you're having a raw date, like that's great. But like, when you're starting with this product, and refining it down and processing it down to the point where you're just at sugar, then it has nothing to do with a date anymore. That's just so that you can, like you said, dupe the
0: public. hmm Gosh, there's so much we're going to talk about. We're going to go to break right here, you guys. There's a lot of great, great knowledge coming up here, Uh, information from Sean Wells. Stay tuned. More about sugar and, I mean, we're going to be talking about maltodextrin, the ketogenic diet, you name it. We're going to talk about it. Stay tuned, everyone. You're listening to One Life Radio. it's halftime everyone <laughs> oh my gosh welcome back to one life radio this is bernadette with ronaldo davis and sean wells he is a master of public health licensed dietitian registered dietitian and a certified sports nutritionist from the international society of sports nutrition uh, you know sean it's so great to have you on the show it is and i'm just going to brag about you a little bit because um You've been on the show for years, and and um, you've come a long way, baby, <laughs> and so have I. Uh, but, you know, you've gotten paid, and that's a big deal to, to speak on five different continents. Uh, your insights have been prominently featured in documentaries, uh, nationally syndicated radio programs, and regularly on morning television. Your expertise can help any health-conscious high achiever to better manage stress and experience high performance and more energy through utilizing your practical holistic solutions. Your website is com. That's com or Instagram at ingredientologist. That's at ingredientologist. And so let's continue this, this, this talk about sugar. What's all this talk about sugar <laughs> makes me want to do my, I don't know. Workout. I was getting
2: pumped up with the Thunderstruck song, but,
0: uh, for <laughs> me too. That was good. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, Continue on. Let's let's okay, we talked about honey, we talked about agave, we talked about dates. Let's talk about saccharin. Saccharin is one of the oldest sweeteners on the planet going back to like the sixties, isn't it? It's the one in the yeah, pink packet,
2: that's right? Sweet and low. The the pink packet, right.
1: Okay. Yeah, um so if you
2: go by the colors, there's like the pink packet, saccharin which was the brand Sweet and Low. Uh the blue packet is the aspartame, the brand is NutraSweet. Uh, the, you know, then there's like the white, uh, which is sugar brown, which is sugar in the raw, which really isn't that much better. It's just a little less unrefined. Uh, and then now there's the green packet, which is usually some kind of stevia, um, potentially with erythritol. But yes Mm -hmm. like those are saccharin is definitely the worst of the worst. I can't believe people still use really? it. It's just crazy to me. Um,
0: Is it worse It's than definitely aspartame?
2: the most carcinogenic and I think taste the worst too. Like I don't understand like why people use it, but.
0: Wow. Well, I, I, they don't know. They just don't know what they don't know. I mean, I used to, I can remember when I first moved to Texas and I would mm. go to Lubies for lunch and I would get my tea, my unsweetened tea, and then I would put half of the pink packet in there. You know, I didn't know. I had no idea, and I think most people out there don't, and that's why what we do here on One Life Radio and what you do, Sean, is so important, and I know you're passionate about it like I am. I can't stand a liar. I can't stand a liar because where you'll find a liar, you'll find a thief. They're, com- they're completely related to one another, and I, th- I think we've been robbed, and the most important thing that we've been robbed of is our health through all these lies that, that these, these, these sugar substitutes, these whatever they are, the genetically modified food, the unhealthy fats, all the things that have destroyed our health. So much so that through this COVID-19 crisis, we are the sickest country on the planet, right?
2: Oh my gosh, it's, it's so true. And, and you know, there's even some studies that show that um, diet soda drinkers are actually um, more likely to be obese than than the people that are drinking regular sodas. So
0: Okay, it, that's you a complex
2: issue because maybe they're getting diet sodas because they're overweight, but like, there are some studies that have looked at that teasing that out. And, and I think it is what I'm talking about, like that, uh, it's changing your gut microbiome. It's, in, it's, uh, increasing your likelihood to store fat. It's increasing inflammation. Um, and, and then it's, it's making you more hungry because it's actually not providing real calories. And, like right. I said, I know when I have like diet like when I have gum, when I have a diet soda, whatever, like I always find myself like binging on other sweet things, and I feel like it's my body like saying like is expecting sugar, but it didn't get it, so now it's like ravenous, mm-hmm. and I ended up overeating, even though I had a quote unquote diet product, you know, so um that's what I've I found right. that.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people right now, I, even myself included, you know, I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm there. You know, I had, an, I had a good dinner last night, and then I found myself snacking in the kitchen. And I think out of boredom or anxiety, so many people are under stress right now. They just are. It's, these are very difficult times for everyone out there listening. And so um, we do have to at least try to be cognizant and conscious of what we put inside of our, our bodies. And, and our thoughts as well. They both right now are so critical for... for um, for our health, our overall health and just survival through this, this, this worldwide crisis. And so let's continue, um, to focus on the, on, on the sugar and all these different sugars that are out there. So we already talked about aspartame on this list is sucralose. Let's talk about sucralose and, and, and how it is in so many products.
2: Yeah. I mean, probably the biggest reason it gets used is that it's probably the cleanest tasting uh, artificial sweetener and it's probably the most powerful in terms of its efficacy and how much you need to use in a product. So it's the one that probably tastes the most like sugar because it's based off of the sugar molecule. Mm -hmm. But it's been shown to have all these negative impacts, like like we talked about, like on the gut microbiome, like with inflammation, like with uh, obesity, and and promoting fat storage. But interestingly, it seems to do so at a greater likelihood when you're already overweight. Um, really, why that is is not clear. But in the studies, mm-hmm. they've shown that that like with the people that. Were lean, it didn't seem to have as much impact as the people that were overweight. It it really ramped up inflammation and fat storage. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh, a double whammy if you're already overweight and then you're consuming th- these diet products, these sugar-free products.
0: Yeah, that you're you're I'm... actually gaining more fat. Yeah, I'm not a scientist, clearly, but my, when you were saying that and I was listening, the first thing that came to mind is because the gut microbiome, as we've discussed a couple of times already during this broadcast, uh, is so affected by what we eat. And I would think that the sucralose being a hundred times, isn't it a hundred times sweeter than sugar? Um, mm-hmm. yep. that, that, that the, uh, the, that like the bad bacteria feeds off of it, uh, more. Than the bad bacteria. If so, if you're already lean, you probably have less bad uh, less bad bacteria, more good bacteria. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say here is it that actually, no, that totally bacteria? makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, no, that maybe totally it, makes maybe sense.
2: It's it could... Yeah,
0: because it, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe I should go back to school and become a scientist. <laughs> I'm not dead yet, but because i you know I do love these top subjects. you know how much I love talking about this mm-hmm. stuff and and mm-hmm. you've always been so kind to me with my ignorance about so many of them and helped me through the process of understanding all of this bio uh uh biochemistry, if you will, or uh yeah, that's what it's called biochemistry, right
2: <laughs> right exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> okay so. Maltodextrins on this list. You know, we're not going to go to coconut sugar. We already covered that. Maple syrup. We know that's pretty, you know, pretty safe. But sorbitol is on this list. So is xylitol, and then maltodextrin. Let's start with maltodextrin. Why is it so bad for you? Uh,
2: it it basically is sugar. Uh, the problem is that it's not listed like sugar. It's listed as a carbohydrate that contains some sugar but the way your body sees it is it's almost all sugar. Uh so it's like one of those like little I don't know loopholes or tricks that people mm-hmm. often use um to give you sugar but list it like it's not. I think like right. about 80% of maltodextrin is listed just as carbohydrate and not sugar. But right. 100% of your 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 intake is your body thinks it's sugar. So it's, it's a tricky loophole that a lot of companies use. And of course it's made from corn and it's dirt cheap. I mean, literally like pennies Mm -hmm. for pounds. And it often also gets used to like, uh, make, make things stick. Like, so, Mm -hmm. um, like if you think on like nuts and stuff like that, like, Uh, like the flavorings like are often, Mm -hmm. um, stuck to the nuts or, or whatever your snack mix is. And then it's also like a bulking agent. Like if you look at like a lot of herbs and things like that, uh, they'll just add maltodextrin to kind of bulk it up so that you can have Mm -hmm. a bigger bottle and just shake out more on your food.
0: Yep. Wow, I didn't know that about the spices. But my the biggest violator of this, in my opinion, and so many people don't know this. And this is one of the things I love about doing this show. When we can talk about stuff like this, potato chips is one of the biggest violators of this. Flavored potato chips, you would never suspect it. Flip it over, you guys. Read the ingredients, and you will see, like the anytime there's like the vinegar flavor or whatever it is, ranch dress, you know, the ranch flavored, a potato chip that's flavored. 95% 95% of the time has maltodextrin in it unless it's truly an organic potato chip. Is that correct? John,
2: it's in almost everything. Yes, it's it's in almost all of our snack foods. Like again as for bulking, for sticking, for sweetening, like it's in everything. Like it's right. crazy.
0: Well, and here's the thing. So this is another thing I want to get out. And we've talked about this before on the air uh, many times. But maltodextrin spikes your glycemic index, twice that of table sugar. So it's highly addictive. It's highly disruptive. I would even go so far as to say if you consume uh, maltodextrin, a lot of it, on a regular basis, you're probably going to get diabetes from it because of all the continued insulin spikes. Am I, am I wrong about that, Sean? Or uh, no, no,
2: and also all this stuff is a, is a problem like like you're saying that you know getting these highly refi- refined grains and getting the sugar, getting the maltodextrin, you know, and then all these things that are supposedly quote-unquote healthy sugars that we're getting in all our foods that are still sugar, it, it's just there's sweetness everywhere and then like to your point the artificial sweeteners Like how much sweet do we need? And they know it. They know how powerful Mm -hmm. and addictive sweetness is. Whether it's an artificial sweetener, whether it's maltodextrin, whether it's sugar, whether it's coconut sugar, whatever, it's it's addictive and it's something that we crave. We crave sweet over almost anything. But when you combine sweet with salty, or you combine like a potato chip or nuts. Uh, you combine sweet and salty and bubbly or you combine, you know, gooey with sweet and salty. It's, you know, like these foods are getting like more and more what what is called like the, the bliss point where mm-hmm. it's literally their engineering addiction. These food engineers work yeah. all day, every day on engineering addiction.
0: Wow. It's really sad the, the state of affairs with the with the food, uh, especially here in America. Other countries, the European Union, they don't allow artificial a lot of artificial stuff and sweeteners, maltodextrin, uh, a lot of uh, food colorings, flavorings, all those things. There are hundreds of them that are allowed into into the U.S. food source that are not allowed in other countries, and that in itself should be a red flag for everyone out there listening. That you really need to pay attention and read your labels. It's your your health depends on it. Your children's. Health depends on it. And I'm going to jump down off the soapbox because I get so upset when I talk about this. I, like I said, I hate a liar and a thief, and they're connected. Um, and, and, and we're becoming a, a society of addicted eaters, and it's really sad. So um, I, we're going to jump, I'm going to jump down. We're going to come back in just a minute with Sean Wells. We're going to talk about what are the best and worst sweeteners on the ketogenic diet and the new USDA. Uh, they just announced their new healthy eating guidelines for 20, uh, 2020 through 2025. I'm going to ask Sean what, what his thoughts are on their recommendations. We will be right back, everyone. More with Sean Wells. You're listening to One Life Radio. I know you love music like I do, so. <laughs> so great to have you on the show. It is a whole hour today, everyone. If you're just now joining us, Sean Wells, he is a Master of Public Health, a licensed dietitian, registered dietitian, certified sports nutritionist from the International Society of Sports Nutrition. He is also a fellow of the International Society of Sports Nutrition by our dear Dr. Joey Antonio, who was on a couple of weeks ago, Sean. I don't know if you heard the show, but... He's such a rock star. I'm so in love with that man. Uh, yeah. I, he's just is so incredible. What a great leader he is. Uh, but you all are as well, you know, as the world's leading nutritional biochemist and expert on health optimization, uh, you can find Sean Wells at his website, seanwells.com, or on Instagram at ingredientolo- Ingredientologist. That's at Ingredientologist. Okay, let's continue this talk. Uh, let's see. We're going to talk about I one of the I wanted to, to
2: throw out one thing first, Bernadette. <laughs> sure. Um, there's a, there's actually studies that show like, for example, when you consume something sweet, like sweet tea is common in the South, but you know, if you're not from the South, you can think, you know, a, a soda, like a Coca-Cola. But mm-hmm. when you consume these sweetened beverages, they found that the people consumed about three to 500 calories more at the meal. So oh, wow! literally you're not only getting the additional calories From the tea or the Coca Cola, but then you're you're consuming. It's literally driving consumption as well. So Mm -hmm. it's it's again a huge problem. And and also think about this. Going back to like these snack foods. Think about like when I give you a handful of raw nuts versus like let's say raw almonds Mm -hmm. versus almonds that have honey habanero salt oh, yeah. oil you know whatever then you're yeah. i mean you're going to eat pretty much that whole can or bag or whatever whereas you probably would have had five raw almonds I and mean, cuz this stuff is literally engineered to make you overeat
0: absolutely and i've had that experience and i we all have that um <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that eat nuts to snack on because they're really a healthy snack. And yeah, the, but you you know what I do is I sometimes will take um, like pecans or walnuts or whatever the nut that is that I'm that I'm you know going to prepare, and I'll toss them in my own little bit of stuff, you know, to make them a little mm-hmm. fancier, a little more, you know, just a little more. Um, satiating, if you will, um, more flavorful, mm-hmm. but not with all the fake ingredients and all the chemicals and all the, all the flavorings and all that crap, the maltodextrin that spikes your, your blood sugar. You're better off just like, you know, taking pecans, drizzling a little bit of honey, you know, a little bit of sea salt, something like that. Those, just, those two ingredients can make it so much healthier and, 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 and actually, I think, more satisfying because you're getting such good nutrients from the salt, like the sea salt with the minerals and all these little tricks and you know them all. I mean, you're an expert in this. You really are. And so let me ask you, though, what are the best and worst sweeteners on keto? Because we've got about five minutes, and I, I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about these new USDA guidelines that just came out. So what about keto? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would say that monk fruit and stevia are probably the two best um, some people do okay with erythritol, which can come from natural sources, but that is a sugar alcohol mm-hmm. seems to have less GI impact than most of the sugar alcohols, like sorbitol, xylitol, all those things. All the sugar alcohols have an OL at the end, so you know that's mm-hmm. like usually GI did, distress, uh, well, but did they, erythritol did they seems your go- to have Michael- less...
0: I didn't mean to cut mm-hmm. you off, but I, I really want this to get. I want to know this for our listeners. Um, the, all the um, sugar alcohol, you know, the xylitol, uh, the sorbitol, the, all the, like you said, the ones that end in the all, the ol at the end. Um, mm-hmm. do they disrupt your gut micro, gut microbiome as well. Like um, hurt your good bacteria in your gut.
2: Some of them, it, it does seem to do that, and some of them also um, can spike your blood sugar despite being supposedly no net carbs. So. Okay. Uh, wow. again, erythritol seems to have less impact than others, but like, um, xylitol and sorbitol and, and maltitol definitely do. Yeah.
0: Okay. So monk fruit, uh, it's pretty new to the market. It's been around what, like three or four years, something like that with the popularization of the ketogenic diet and living low carb and, mm-hmm. you know, all these things that are related to, you know, um, you know, weight loss, uh, controlling diabetes, uh, metabolic syndrome, cancer, all these things. And so, what is monk fruit? Is it natural? Is it okay? Are there any side effects or anything you should be concerned about if you're eating a lot of it for, for example, if you're on a ketogenic diet?
2: You know it's, I, I have mixed feelings about even these nat- the natural sweeteners because um, like even with monk fruit and stevia, they're getting so engineered that they're taking like all the bitter components out of them. They're, they're, you know now it's like, the stevials and glycosides and Reb-A and Reb-X and stevia. And then with monk fruit, they're getting to like these certain compounds that are present in this herb. And I don't know what the ultimate, like there's not a lot of studies now on like these highly, highly processed versions of monk fruit and stevia that we may be like kind of heading back down that same road, almost as like the artificial sweeteners. I mean, Maybe not mm-hmm. cancer causing but but maybe causing some issues with the gut microbiome, maybe causing some issues with obesity. I, I don't know. Like so honestly, like my best answer is it seems like if you're going to have a sweetener, you know, it's better to go with the natural ones. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. also better to just try and eat whole food and reduce the amount of sweetness you need.
0: Mm-hmm. Overall, yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to Sweetleaf Stevia. They were a longtime sponsor of ours early on. Uh, Carol May believed in One Life Radio, and um, that put a big smile on my face just saying that. Like so many of our sponsors, Sun Warrior and Enviromedica, Catherine Pollock, um, you know, Charlotte's Webb, a lot of them over the years. But uh, Sweetleaf Ar- Stevia. I remember when it first was introduced out into the market, and it was uh, very interesting, all the content that we created around it. But the USDA just announced that a new healthy eating guidelines for 2020 through 2025. They finally agreed that we're eating too much sugar. So what are your thoughts on the recommendations? We've got a minute.
2: Not powerful enough. Like not, not <laughs> taking a stand enough. I mean, we all know that the USDA is – bought and paid for by by grains by sugar by alcohol by like all these big lobbies and and we're not going to win there i mean they're they're not Mm -hmm. taking a strong enough stance
0: yeah well it's it's been great having you on the show uh, sean as always can't wait to get back in studio here uh in in the upcoming months and uh great to have you on the show today thank you so much
2: thanks brenadette
0: Oh, always our pleasure. All right, everybody, you can reach Sean Wells at his website. That's seanwells.com or on Instagram at Ingredientologist. I hope you enjoyed the show. I know we always enjoy doing it. Uh, Everyone, get out there and have a fabulous day. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life.